Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. When someone is destroying themselves, don't get in the way. I mean, if, if you like them, get in the way. But if you don't like them, if you're not a fan, let's argue that they are your political opponent. Don't get in the way. Don't make, don't change the story. Just let them destroy themselves. That's all I ask. I ask that we be a group of competent, cogent people. And when someone is ruining themselves, we let them do exactly that. What we should not do is this. The greatest president in my lifetime, she said. I will never run against him. Then she comes over to see me at Mar-a-Lago. Sir, I will never run against you. She brought her husband. Where's her husband? Oh, he's away. He's away. What happened to her husband? What happened to her husband? Where is he? He's gone. He knew. He knew. But no. Think of this. Think of this. I will never run against you, sir, but it's all over tape. We've got like 19, ver- the great Dan Scavino, he made 19 versions of it. I will never run against him. Will you run against him? I will never. A little while later, uh, I'd like to announce my candidacy. We don't need people like this. And I'll tell you what, she did a job. She was fine. She was okay. But I didn't put her there because I wanted her there at the United Nations. That was up to me. I wanted to take your lieutenant governor, who's right here, and make him governor. That's what I wanted. So this was all just a play. You just dealt with Nikki Haley so you could get... A new governor. Stop it. You liked her and you know you did. You see, first you weren't friends and then you said we're friends and you liked her and it's fine. And she is running because it's politics and that's the way it goes. But where's her husband? What are you doing? What are you? Why are you getting in the way? There is one news story out there and it is that Joe Biden is incompetent, is incapable, he is decrepit, he is in serious mental decline, and the 25th Amendment has got to get started. And what are you doing, Mr. President? What are you doing, Donald Trump? Get out of the way! I can't believe I have to be the guy who brings this up. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. That's where you get to be a part of the show. And, of course, uh, check out uh, the live stream, Rumble or YouTube, wherever you get yourself a good live stream. Drives me crazy. I have said this about Trump 19 million times. Uh, the, the unenforced error, the self-inflicted leg shot, it, it, it's, it's mixed martial arts. It's UFC. Very rarely... Does one leg kick take out a fighter? That's super rare. Like sometimes uh, the kick will be so intense that that a fighter will break their own leg. I, it's leg kicks freak me out. They they always have, um, but it's rarely just one. It's the accumulation of leg kicks that do you in. The accumulation of leg kicks. You keep getting that hit. You keep getting that hit. You cannot center yourself. And when. And anybody who's ever thrown a punch, when you're throwing the punch, it is about how you're able to move those hips. I don't know if they would call it torque. How you get around. 
It, it, you may have some arm strength, but it's nothing if you're able to put the weight of your body into it and behind it and really get the full the full punch going. You need to be able to have your legs in order to do that. You need to be able to have uh, the, the stance and, and bear the weight. Leg kicks take that away from you. Getting hit with leg kicks again and again and again and again eventually takes away your ability to punch, and nothing has happened to your arms. It's all connected. I uh, equate leg kicks to self-inflicted wounds. I hate self-inflicted wounds. And I think this is one of them. What are you getting in the way for, Donald Trump? Get out of the damn way. Do not, do not, do not be the story when the story is so destructive to the guy you're running against. You want to tell a story, and you're you 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 may you may argue, Tony. Uh, Trump's not running against Nikki Haley. It's Nikki Haley. Uh, she's down thirty points in, in South Carolina, and she isn't going to make a comeback for thirty points. Point granted. I'll give. Why create any other story? Why not force Democrats to be able to have conversations? Force them into having conversations like this one. Um. So I think that's a really interesting point that I hadn't heard. And I do agree that it is important to like norms are important, right? The reason we're so far along here is because norms have not been followed. I would say I don't think that her is a good faith actor. And I think that 345 pages of that show that I mean, he's not a neurologist, right? If you want to weigh in (laughs) on legal things, that's fine. But, you know, the idea and again, to fault. That's Molly Jong Fast of Vanity Fair, who is ridiculous. Robert Hur, the special counsel, who referred to Joe Biden as an elderly man with a, with a nice elderly man with poor memory, describing how he couldn't remember when he was vice president. He could not remember within years the death of his son, uh, Beau Biden. Well, he's not a he's not a neurologist. You don't have to be a neurologist to notice that somebody has lost their step. You don't have to be a neurologist in order to say that guy's not okay. I don't have to be a biologist to know what a woman is. I don't need to be a neurologist to know whether or not my grandpa's doing all right. Isn't it better that we're having this conversation regarding Joe Biden's incapacity, meaning we're focused on the subject that matters, We're focused on the fact that this man is incapable. He's mentally incapable of doing the job. He can't stand trial, but he can be president. How in the world does one engage that conversation in a rational way? That's what we should be talking about. Now, instead, we're having to talk about Trump and his going after Haley's husband. Haley's husband, by the way, is serving in the military. Why are you asking where her husband is? Now, it's not like Haley responded well. Donald Trump had a rally today. And in that rally, he mocked my husband's military service. And I'll say this. Donald, if you have something to say, don't say it behind my back. Get on a debate stage and say it to my face. She, she... She just missed the whole damn point.
get on a debate stage. What what is that going to do? If you want to go after Trump for having his own mental issues, you say Donald Trump doesn't know my husband's serving in the military? Doesn't he know that my husband is serving so he could say dumb things like that on air? He doesn't know that, and you go after him. Why doesn't he debate me? That is a boring, boring argument. Talk about missing your moment. You don't, you don't even get to seethe properly, Nikki Haley. Good gosh. Say, he didn't say it behind your back. He said it in front of thousands of people in South Carolina. Even when you're given the opportunity, Nikki Haley, you screw it up. That is stunning. I hate the unenforced error. I hate... It's 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 like Madeline Kahn in Clue, seething, burning flames out of the side of my face. Um, it drives me nuts. But maybe nothing is crazier than how people took Trump's com- conversation regarding NATO nations paying their fair share, or really just what they owe. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, Well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. That was taken by people I like and people I don't like. Oh, Gonna try not to try not to curse on on, on 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 radio. I'm pretty sure you don't get paid that way. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure if I unleash, I, I don't get paid, and, and I like getting paid. So I'm gonna try and find a way to do this. Hmm. Donald Trump did not state as a policy, "I favor Russia attacking NATO nations and doing whatever the hell they want." That is not what happened here. Not by any stretch of the imagination is that what happened. Here's what happened. Donald Trump put together in that moment, and it's, it's, it's so obvious that, that it's kind of hard to, to fathom anybody seeing it otherwise, a conversation of, well, let's say we didn't pay. Let's say we didn't pay. What's the... What's the worst that could happen? What Trump put together right there, which anybody who has any life experience whatsoever, any life experience whatsoever would have put together, he put together a conversation about how a conversation could go. Tommy. So let's say I don't pay you nothing. Let's say I know you tell me I got to pay. You're like, Paulie, you got to pay. Well, that's true, Paulie, you got to pay. You say to me, Paulie, I got to pay, but I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay. And let's say somebody bothers me. Tommy, let's say somebody bothers me. What are, what are you, you going to do? You're not going to protect me? You're not going to protect me? Paulie, listen to me. Listen to me, Paulie, Paulie. Listen to me. Listen to me, Paulie. You got to pay for the protection. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm not getting paid. How am I supposed to protect you? Something bad happens. Eh, you know, uh, it, 
these things happen. You know what I mean? It's gosh, jeepers. You know, if you had paid, you wouldn't have to worry. It wouldn't even be a question. It wouldn't even be a conversation. You wouldn't have to worry about these things. But you don't pay. I go, oh, hey, I, yo, why? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what could happen. I don't even want to think of. I don't even want to think of such a thing. That's such a terrible thought. I, I, if I were you, if I were you, I'd pay. Because I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to think about it the other way. That's what Trump is saying. That's as obvious as the day is long. That's what Donald Trump is saying. Anybody who thinks otherwise is out of their head. Do you think that that was Trump putting forth a theory that he hopes that Russia attacks other nations? If Trump had been president, the odds are that Ukraine wouldn't even have been attacked. So what is the argument here that he favors this idea that somehow other nations should be an attack? It is so blank and ridiculous on its face, and I'm sick and tired of children. I'm exhausted by people who have zero life experience. People so desperate to go after someone, to engage the attack, they don't take a moment to say, wait a second, what got said here? Go back and listen again to what it is that Trump actually said here. They asked me that question. One of the presidents of a big country stood up and said, well, sir, uh, if we don't pay and we're attacked by Russia, will you protect us? I said, you didn't pay? You're delinquent? He said, yes, let's say that happened. No, I would not protect you. In fact, I would encourage them to do whatever the hell they want. You got to pay. You got to pay your bills. Are you telling me that everyone didn't understand that this was a conversation, even if it happened, that Trump would have in private with another world leader to get him to do what he wants? What's the matter? You don't think that the United States has ever put the squeeze on someone before? You don't think the United States has ever engaged in trying to pressure someone before? Let's, let's at least all grow up. Of course we have. Of course, that's what diplomacy is. Diplomacy is pressure. Do you, you're not going to pay. <laughs> Best of luck figuring out that Russian onslaught. You know, those guys will just throw bodies at you. They don't give a damn. Oh, Putin doesn't care who dies. As long as he gets caviar, he's just keep throwing bodies right at They're going to be flying like it's a Monty Python skit. Just one right after another. You really think that's his policy? Let Russia do whatever the hell they want? Do you know how absolutely ignorantly stupid you have to be to believe that? That isn't what he said. When he talks about Nikki Haley's husband, I think it's the dopiest thing he could do. Make Joe Biden the story. Joe Biden's incompetence the story. Joe Biden's lack of mental capacity the story. And look at all the progressives. Desperate. They'll lie. They'll do anything to somehow get you to believe that Joe Biden's fine. He's not fine. They're more interested in power than they are in the country. That's who they are. Don't get in the way of us noticing that. Be somebody who says you guys should notice this. Don't make it about yourself. Don't be cute. Don't be special. For the love of God, let Joe Biden lose. Just win by letting him lose. But I'm going to have so-called intellectuals on the political right saying this is what Trump said. This is his policy on Russia. 
it's it's so ignorant that somebody would actually think that's what he meant based on what he said and you just heard it that it boggles the mind man i i the the self-inflicted wound or ignorance which one is worse oh no wait sometimes they're the same i'm tony katz gone about rescuing two hostages. And of course, all you hear about is how 67 Palestinians are dead. Those are numbers from Hamas. The Gazan Health Ministry is Hamas. I'm not listening to their numbers. People who can't get running water to their citizens. People who will put children up as shields to protect their missiles. All of a sudden, They've got perfect numbers on how many people are dead and how many are children and how many are women and how many are civilians. No, it's a fraud. It's a lie. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Uh, Special forces entering a building in the center of Rafah. Two hostages guarded by Palestinian Islamists. Hamas forces were kept. This according to the story from DPA International. First civilian hostages that Israeli soldiers have been able to free since October 7th. And people are infuriated. My gosh, this is just another example of war crimes by Israel. Oh, I see it everywhere. War crimes. All of this stops when Hamas is destroyed. See, some people think that this stops when Hamas gives up the hostages. I think there's an opportunity for that. Me, I wouldn't stop until Hamas is destroyed. When the Palestinians, quote unquote, give up Hamas, they're over here. They're right here. Get them over here. This will stop. The pressure should be on Hamas to surrender. The pressure should be on Hamas to give up. And it's not. We're talking about hostages. Why aren't you recommending and pressuring Hamas to release the hostages? Well, they're a terrorist organization. You see what Israel needs to do? Israel doesn't have to abide by some code that you won't apply equally. And we should be clear, they do live up to a code. They inform people when there are going to be raids. Inform the citizens, hey, you got to move out of the way. They have worked tirelessly to not kill civilians. But yes, civilians have gotten killed of this, I have no doubt, because it's a war. And the problem is, all these people behind their keyboards on social media, they can't accept the fact that it's a war and Hamas started the war. Hamas is the enemy. Hamas is the violence party. Hamas is the danger. Hamas, once they're eradicated, we can actually have peace. It can happen. Oh, and you might have to get rid of Iran and the terrorist organization there in the support of terrorism. But no, 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 no. Israel has to stop. If Israel stops, Israel gets destroyed. But then again, that for them is a feature, not a bug. I support the getting of hostages to the extent that we know how many hostages are still alive. But I'm not going to listen to people share with me Gaza Health Ministry numbers. No, no, no. None of those numbers are accurate. It's all a a lie. And you're perpetuating the, the propaganda nonsense. People have died in this war. Undoubtedly true. And they will until Hamas surrenders. So tell Hamas to surrender. I'm Tony Katz.
Except the fact that incrementalism has a value. I I sometimes think I'm the only conservative left who values this concept. Sometimes I also think I'm the only conservative left. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? Find everything at TonyCats.com. It's that it's that I'm not a populist and, I, and I'm like super clear about it. And I think I think it might bother some people, and and the answer is uh okay, it bothers you. Actual conservatism, actual principles, actual philosophy. It's it's why from the very beginning I, I've always said that there is nothing more non-conservative than never Trump. There is no more of a ridiculous, I'm full of crap concept that is the antithesis of conservatism than never Trump. Never communism, totally a conservative principle. Never Trump, that's just silly. But I'm not a populist. I've never been. the, The idea of... Going about something for some short-term gratification as opposed to creating long-term opportunity. That, that, that's never kind of made sense to me uh, politically. You are heading towards a goal, and sometimes you can only get what you can get in order to achieve that goal. This brings us to Congresswoman Cori Bush. The story here is that Cori Bush... The representative from Missouri, she she herself a a race baiter, uh, a talk about a nasty bigot. She was there in Ferguson telling us that hands up, don't shoot was a real thing. Well, Michael Brown was never a real thing. Michael Brown was not a gentle giant. Michael Brown attacked a cop and broke his orbital socket, tried to grab his gun. That's who Michael Brown is. And if you don't trust me, you don't take my word for it. It's not my words. It's the words of the Eric Holder Justice Department. Cori Bush has turned this into a career in Congress. Cori Bush is down 22 points in the latest polling. And you're like, man, 22 points in that area of St. Louis. Who's this Republican she's running against? No, 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 no. This is a primary. This is a primary. And she is down 22 points to a Democratic challenger. This, kids, is the way. This is exactly the way it has to happen. Not in every case, but in some cases. If, if, if I could, I would try and convince the people of that area of St. Louis to vote for a conservative. Can't vote for a conservative, vote for a Republican. Can't do that. Let's vote for a libertarian. In some cases, the libertarian before the Republican. If I can't do that, what are my options? Keep her? No, my option exists that why don't we vote for a Democrat that is that if if we could just avoid the whole race baiting bigotry, wouldn't that be great? What if we could elect a Democrat? We're going to disagree on abortion. We're going to disagree on spending. We're going to disagree on a host of things. 
but they don't believe that Israel should be destroyed, and they don't think that anti-Semitism on college campuses is something to cheer. What if we just started there? What if that was just the baseline? Just a little bit better. What if they had concerns about uh, firearms, but they didn't think the Second Amendment should be eradicated? What if that Democrat exists? Uh, they, they used to, and we used to call them Democrats. Now they're, now they're uh, radical progressives. You don't always get what you want. So why not take steps towards making it at least a little bit better? And why is this such a such a problem? This is a different conversation than recognition that, for example, uh, Mitch McConnell may have to go. You do not have to put up with Mitch McConnell. He does not have to be the leader for forever. He might not be the guy anymore. And you say to me, well, does it, does it make sense to, to uh, re- replace him? And, and, and who else is going to really herd those cats? And the answer is, well, you better have a plan. Kevin McCarthy didn't have to be speaker. My issue was not even removing him. It was that there was no plan after removing him. And that's nonsense. Have a plan. So you removed him. You then took three weeks of doing nothing, which, okay, I can accept doing nothing, but you did hurt your own brand. You then bring me Mike Johnson, who so far, when it comes to spending bills, has given me nothing that Kevin McCarthy would not have given me. We are not better off as a party, and we wasted time and we lost capital. Oh, we lost people. We lost Kevin McCarthy. Of course, you got rid of George Santos. So you didn't do anything. But it was the populist play. Got to get rid of McCarthy. What the hell is this? It was the wrong play. It was the wrong play. There was no timing to it. Big hot mess. You want, of course, the victory. And you want, maybe, uh, some people might call it the purity. Sure. I mean, if if that's the way somebody thinks, it's not the way I think. But I get that it might be the way somebody thinks. Okay. But I can't get the populist no, I'm sorry, the conservative in, in, in this area of St. Louis. I can't get it. In, in my beloved Indianapolis, they elect Andre Carson. Andre Carson is amongst the leaders in showing their disdain for Israel and, and their Jew hatred, in my view. And I'm not, I'm not alone in Indianapolis. Finally, Jews are coming out of the, of the woodwork to discuss this. I was just first. I was alone in the so-called Jewish community of Indianapolis, you know I'm Jewish, alone in this conversation. Nobody was with me. Why in the world are you inviting Andre Carson to events? Why in the world are you sitting with him? Well, Tony, we have to have a seat at the table. What table are you talking about? That guy hates you. Look at what he does. He has a friendship and will not condemn Louis Farrakhan. He has a friendship with Louis Farrakhan who refers to people like us as termites. What are you doing? I had been on this subject for years in Indianapolis. Finally, people who privately would agree 
are now publicly speaking out. Private agreements is is one of the most upsetting things in 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 the world. It's it's awful. I don't want you to agree with me privately. Don't whisper to me that you love it. Although I get that some people they're in jobs they can't really speak out. Plenty of these people are in a position to speak out. They just don't want to have to take the heat. Don't whisper to me that you like it. Don't do it. Start speaking. Because now, when you, when you whisper to me, now I charge. No, don't whisper to me. Make a donation to my new pack where we're going to fight these people. I figure that way I can raise a whole bunch of money. And we can actually get something done. But it, it, it's, it's so uh, despicable that Indianapolis still votes for this guy. And I have been saying for a while, what if you voted for a different Democrat? Just so somebody who just didn't think that that Louis Farrakhan was a friend. Wouldn't we be just a little bit better off? And the answer is yes, we'd be a little bit better off. And if it could be done with Cory Bush in St. Louis, I think it could be done in Indianapolis. It could be done with Jamal Bowman in New York and with Representative Ocasio-Cortez in New York. Run Democrats against these progressive squad members. The only person you're not going to get is the ringleader, Rashida Tlaib. You'll get, oh, I think you can get Ilhan Omar out. She almost lost her last race in the, in the primary. Oh, my gosh. You just, you, you have to just keep running against her and make her life so difficult she actually goes back to living with her brother husband. Wait, no. Can I get a ruling on that? No, yes. Is it? I thought it was the brother and it was a fake marriage. Is that not? All right, somebody get back to me on that and we'll get a we'll get a ruling. Oh no, no, no. She's with the home she's the home wrecker. She's with the guy who was with the chick and then left for her. Okay. But before that she was with the brother who was the husband, or at least that's what we think we're not. It's hard to keep up with the sagas people. You might not be able to get Rashida Tlaib out in her area of Michigan. That's okay. Isolate the hell out of her. This is a good strategy. This strategy does not mean that they will vote these new people the way you want them to vote. It means it's a little bit better. And sometimes that's all you get. Sometimes that's all there is. And somehow... We, we forget this, and this if, if you ask, it, maybe the key, the real reason I, I'm not a populist is just that. There is no basis for understanding that small victories are victories, and they build upon themselves. Here's what I've learned from the left. Tell, tell me if this sounds um, familiar to you. The left tries to make a land grab. Massive, massive, massive land grab. They, they try and say, here's a policy and here's all the things we want to do. And then the political right says, stop that. And so it shrinks. And this little shrunken part, that's what they get. Now, sometimes they get a big land grab like Obamacare. Uh, and that's helped along by Supreme Court. Uh, but they, they, they get this little land grab. That happens on a Tuesday, let's say. Tuesday, they get it done, they get it signed, they say, good. Good, we got that land grab. Wednesday, they go back for all of it again. 
They do not rest. They do not stop. They do not quit, as uh, the great author Michael Walsh puts it. Uh, against the great r- reset uh, is Michael Walsh, Fiery Angel, Devil's Pleasure Palace. That's all Michael Walsh. They never stop. They never rest. They never quit. They don't stop. They don't rest. They don't quit. They, oh, they wanted all this. They got a little bit of this. The next day, they want it all again. I think that that's a fantastic theory. I think that's one that Republicans need to be doing. Go for everything. Get the little bit. Next day, go for everything again. Do not stop. Do not rest. Do not quit. Do not stop. I. This election season, a lot of people, I mean, everybody's focused on the presidency. And I get the point. There's a lot of drama and madness within that. Senate and House, please. Governor's races, please. I want to control the Senate and the House. And every single week, I want to be putting another piece of legislation out there. Now, usually, I'm not a big legislation guy. Less is more. But the legislation could be to get rid of other legislation. The legislation could be to get rid of regulations and slashing these kinds of things to make life easier on Americans and get rid of the bureaucracy and get rid of the cumbersome paperwork and all these things that cost us money and time to things you do not want to waste. Every week, something new. Every week, something new. Every week, a press conference. This is the most important subject we have ever come up with, ever. And then the next week, this is the most important subject we've ever come up with, ever. ever. And then the following week, this is the most important subject we've ever come up with, ever. Every week, every week, every week, every week. You have to create something called an editorial calendar. Do it the way they do it. They have taught you. Now just go accept the learning. And part of that learning is little baby steps. A little bit here and a little bit there. Over time, you can quite literally move the center. Because that's what they did. Remember, there was a right and there was a left. And then the left kept moving further left. And you know what they did when they moved further left? They brought the center along with them. The center did not stay. The center moved. Because the left kept moving further left. So therefore, de facto, the center had to be recentered, and that recentering was always to the left. Little victories can bring that back. Little victories are good. And what a wonderful little victory it would be to get Cory Bush, that race baiter, out of Congress. I'm Tony Katz. Lloyd Austin, he is the Secretary of Defense. And he, uh, I'm still playing my music. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Wait, is it still playing? Hold on, how do I get it to stop? Ah, there we go. That was super creepy. Lloyd Austin is uh, in a hospital. He's the Secretary of Defense. And at least this time, they figured out how to tell everybody. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin has been hospitalized at Walter Reed for a bladder issue. At about 5 p.m. yesterday, he transferred the functions and duties of his office to his deputy secretary, Kathleen Hicks. The White House, Congress, and the Joint Chiefs were notified of this issue. Ah, 
At least they're getting that part better. They actually told people that, hey, he's going to be out for a while. Um, I'm going to get a little more into this uh, later. Uh, I certainly wish the man well. But this is a a, a bladder emergency, which it can happen and sounds awful. Are we sure we were given the story in full about his health? It was a cancer diagnosis and getting treatment. And then, then he, he very oddly said, uh, I'm a black man, and so therefore I didn't share everything. I don't I don't know if it's about sharing it with me, but you certainly have to tell the president of the United States where you are. Your staff didn't tell nobody did. I'm sorry, that's just that's just nutty. You are you're a you're a you served in the military. You know the rules. You were AWOL as far as I'm concerned. I don't know how that isn't met with a serious reprimand and punishment and removal. But this time you were able to tell everybody. So okay, you learned that rule which you already knew. My question is, well, it's certainly possible that something could happen unrelated to the thing prior, or maybe because of the thing prior and just manifesting in a different way, the, the cancer diagnosis. Are we sure we're being told everything here? And yes, I believe we absolutely have a right to know that, and I will get into that coming up. Also, there's one national anthem, and people who don't like it need to cope. This is Tony Katz today.